it's Iridessa. This is GHS Tapes, and we're here to discover together how we can keep doing good human shit and being good humans every day. This isn't about me, it's about we. The key word is holidays. Hey y'all, this is Iridessa back with GHS Tapes, and I want to thank y'all so much for showing up another day to be on this journey with me. If you don't know me, my name is Iridessa, and I'm more than a regular black woman. I'm a believer that we all have the ability at every step to do good human shit, and we're here to figure out exactly how we can do that together. In this episode, we are continuing our holiday series speaking about our maternal figures and how they affect our lives. Today, we have our second guest. She is the person who literally made me who I am today. She sacrificed everything to raise me to be who I am, and through it all, still found a way to be happy herself. Above all, like me, she is more than a regular black woman, so good humans, please welcome my mom. Hi. Hello. Um, Before we get into business, the definition for a maternal figure that we will be using today is characteristic or taking the role of a mother, as we know that not everyone who has a uterus or vagina identifies as a woman, and not everyone who identifies as a woman has a uterus or vagina. Now, y'all know I love pulling out quotes and everything, but today I will be using quotes or situations from my mom that have inspired me. My mom had me three days after her 20th birthday, and y'all, I could not imagine having a four-year-old right now. I would probably just die. Okay, so I just want to take note that y'all know I speak on breaking generational curses and stuff like that, but she definitely broke generational curses when she had me by not having me as a teenager. Um, Mom, can you tell me more about that time for you with you still being a young mother, even though you weren't a teenager? Um, yeah, um, it was hard. Um, I was, um, in school. Um, I was really, um, at the end of a relationship with your dad and was trying to find myself, was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, When I found out that I was pregnant with you, um, it was a bit of a shock. I honestly did not even know I could have children. Um, But I always called you my miracle baby because I was told that I couldn't have kids. And so when I found out I was pregnant with you, I was literally three and a half months pregnant. And at that point, it wasn't a second thought for me to move ahead in my pregnancy, to do everything that I needed to do as far as self-care, to make sure that the second and third trimester was the best that it could be. Um, Having you at 20, Um, I moved back home with my mom because I had no clue how to take care of a kid. I didn't know how to make bottles. I didn't know how to change diapers. I didn't know how to do anything. And um, I was on my own. Um, And your grandma is one of those people that, like, even though she's present, she's not going to be present. She wants you to do things on your own. Mm-hmm. So when I had you, if I wanted to go to the store and I'd be like, Mom, can you keep Lexi? She's like, no, take your baby with you. Even the store was down the street. So I was forced into being very independent with you. 
Um, back in those days, there was no car. Um, so if I wanted to go somewhere, if I had to take you to the doctor, we got on the city bus. Um, so it was a struggle, but it taught me how to be very independent with you. Um, I had to be really, really strong and make sure that, you know, I couldn't like just fall to pieces if something didn't work out you know what I mean like I was like really like the epitome of a like strong black woman at the age of 20 and 21 like I had to make it happen and you know my whole thought process around that is like you know I didn't want you to grow up and not know what it was like to be independent. I did not want you to grow up and not know what it was like to take care of yourself. So everything that I did, right, wrong, or indifferent, was to be the best that I could be so that you could be better than me. Um, yeah, it, it was, I mean, it was a struggle, but I mean, everything that I did back then was just for you, everything. Like, there wasn't anything that I can think of that I did for myself back then. Like, it wasn't a thought for me to make sure I had shoes or make sure I had clothes or make sure my hair was done or make sure my nails were done. Um, I really didn't think about myself until you were a teenager like with your birthday being three days after mine I didn't think about my birthday like I sacrificed my birthday weekend every year for you to have whatever shindig you wanted to have so I mean it was fine because I was like you were the most important thing and then I think at the age of around maybe like 13 or 14 for you I was just like yeah um I'm hitting these streets. <laughs> so, I mean, even then, it was like, you were still like the most important thing for me. So it's always been like, I felt like just me and you and everything that I had to do, it was just to make sure that you grew up to be like mm -hmm. this strong, independent woman. Yes, ma'am. And I'm in Dallas by myself. Yeah, no parents. By my choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as a black woman in America and in the world in general, how have the maternal figures around you set an example for you, like both positive and negative? I can say like the the like with my mom, it's kind of like a, my mother wasn't like an, an, the most affectionate mom, you know, she wasn't like a soft, come here, let me kiss your boo-boo type of mama. She was like, oh, if you fall down, you better get up, nigga, you know, she was like, you get in trouble yeah. going to jail I ain't coming to get you you gonna be in there you know mm -hmm. my mama was like a hard like because she had 
kids that grew up in the hood. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. baby you type of mom. You know, she was real hard on us. And so it was like, she was, she was like the epitome of like a mama bird. I'm going to push my kids out the nest and either you're going to fly or you're going to hit the ground. And, you know, if you're down there on that ground and your wing is broke, you you better tuck that wing up under and learn how to walk. You know what I'm saying? Like she just was not the coddling baby type of mama. So, you know, we didn't have the luxury of sitting around having somebody like pick us up and bail us out all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had to learn how to be strong. Like she was there for us all the time, but I had to learn how to be a strong, independent person. But then on the other hand, I had my grandma. My grandma was the type of person that would be like, oh, baby, come here. Let me give you a hug. Come here. Let me give you a kiss. Come here. Let me lay my hands on you and pray for you. So it taught me how mm-hmm. to be that type of woman so I had you know my mom who taught me how to be like this strong person to keep pushing and keep moving and then I had this grandmother who was very she was she was so sweet and had the 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 kindest spirit and she was like she didn't care about you seeing her cry and she was like real emotional with it and she you know would pray for you and would pray over you so I kind of got both sides of that like I'm a strong emotional type person you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. I'll I'll cry like but I'm gonna cry if you piss me off you know what I'm saying if I get mad I'm gonna cry but then I also will cry if like I'm sad about something or if something really touches me I'll cry but that doesn't take away from the fact that like I ain't ain't that chick you know what I'm saying like I'm not her like (laughs) so like I've, I've, I've had women in my life to show me how to be strong but but to tell me that it's okay to be vulnerable at the same time you know what I'm saying like we don't have to be these women that like because we didn't have like a father in life like we have to be these strong people that can't show vulnerability around our children or around other people like I'm just I don't I don't subscribe to that like if I'm hurting I'm gonna cry you know what I'm saying but if I'm mad I'm gonna you gonna know I'm mad at the same time. Yes, ma'am. I get that. So, um, what advice would you give your younger self about motherhood, like before you even thought about having a baby? Um, about motherhood, appreciating yourself and like appreciating other maternal figures around you a little bit better? Well, I think that the 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 best advice I could have given myself before I had you was to take care of me like I didn't take care of myself you know it's hard to be a mom and take care of I mean I can't imagine having more than one it was hard having you I couldn't imagine being the mom of more than one but even just having one like I didn't really care for myself a lot. Like I didn't take a lot of time for self-care. So one thing I would have told myself if I can go back and give myself any advice, it would have been to take better care of myself, 
to just care about myself more than what I did. I put myself in a lot of situations that like hindsight is 2020 that I shouldn't have been in. But that all goes back to not having a lot of care about myself, not having a, you know, just not having a lot of taking the time to have like self-care and taking care of myself and putting a lot of thought for myself in. And it was like, I cared about other people more than I cared about myself. You know, my first priority was you. And then it was like, okay, well, what else can I do for somebody else? And what can I do for this person? And what can I do for that person? I was like down at the bottom of the totem pole. Like I wasn't a thought for myself at all. So the best advice I can give any woman, any mom would be to take care of yourself. Like if you don't take care of yourself, you can't possibly be the best you can be for your kids. Like I just remember conversations that you and I had and like, I can't go backwards and change anything, but it gave me, you know, insight into how to change things going forward. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things you, you, there's no manual to being a mom. There's absolutely not a book that anybody can write to honestly tell you how to be a mom. Because somebody can write a book and say, well, this is the 20 steps that you take to be a mom. Well, that's your 20 steps. My 20 steps and my kid is something different. So the best thing mm-hmm. you can do is just take care of yourself. Yes, ma'am. So how do you take care of yourself now that you don't have any kids in the house? Girl, let me tell you. There is the cow gone, take me away. There is the nails. Every time I want to get my nails done, I get my hair done when I want to. I get I get my eyelashes done when I want to. You did to. that anyway, girl. I, but it's different like I don't I'm not on your schedule I'm on my schedule like I don't have to fit it in around you I do it whenever I want to I can go shopping whenever I want to just like today when I said let me shoot out to Greenwood real quick before we did you know before we started this I went to go get me an outfit and some shoes like my self-care is taking care of me doing whatever I want to do for me like spending time with my friends hanging out with my friends like doing stuff with my husband and spending time with my mama because my mama literally like when you're growing up like your mama is like oh my gosh she gets on my nerves but now when you're an Mm -hmm. adult your mama becomes like if you allow it your mama becomes your friend my mama is my friend like I love my mama to death like notwithstanding that she does get on my nerves sometimes because you know your grandma but that is my friend I love hanging out with my with my mama but like I just spend a lot of time with myself I spend a lot of time with my friends I spend a lot of time with my husband I plant flowers in my yard I like like I never thought that I would be like a yard person like I go out in the yard and do stuff in the yard and so I just find like I tap into 
like like it's peaceful for me to be out in the yard planning stuff because it's a connection with God for me like that part that's everything for me like I will literally go outside and just stand and just let the wind hit my face because that's a connection to God for me like that part but anything that I can do to connect to God anything that I can do to connect to myself and just be able to breathe for myself I just stand in the bathroom and just playing my hair or put on makeup and then just wipe it off anything just anything that I can do just to have me time is what I do I find like like I enjoy doing laundry and folding clothes these days can you imagine when you were growing up girl no, I can't imagine. Up, I couldn't stand to do your laundry but now, I don't know. It's just different now. Like, I have to find, I had to learn how to find stuff to do after I didn't have you at home anymore. Because when you were no longer at home, it was a miserable time for me. So I had to figure out my life after I didn't have you at home anymore. So now my life is me. I just love spending time with me. So who have been, who has been the like three most influential maternal figures in your life and why? I would say my grandmother, Eula Wilson. And the reason why I choose her is because she is the woman who taught me about God. She is, she was just everything to me. Like, she was so sweet. And I mean, she was stern when she had to be. But oh, yeah. She was my first initial connection to God. And her hugs were like everything. Like her hugs and kisses were like everything. And then my mom, because without her, I wouldn't be here. Like my mom is like everything to me. Like I, there was a time when like I may not have felt that way about my mama, but there's been some health challenges with her and I couldn't imagine a life without my mom. And then the other woman that I would say is, first lady and the reason why I say first lady is because I just watch her and I see her with Jeremiah and how she is with the other kid with the kids at church and with the teens at church and how she has all this stuff on her plate and just to be a fly on the wall you know what I'm saying just to see like I can't imagine having a special needs child that's now grown like and to know that he's never going to be on his own and that she's always going to have to have him like and then she has the sweetest spirit ever like she has the sweetest spirit she's not one of those first ladies that's like real uppity and not down to earth where you can't talk to her so those three women are so like 
like everything you know what I'm saying so yeah it's just them <laughs> yeah. yeah and I would agree with those I miss Nana like looking at me how what similarities do you see between us <laughs> so don't play with me don't get crazy <laughs> so honestly I would say that we are the same sign for one um you know Aquariuses are different type of people like we're emotional people for one you and I are similar in the fact that we both get attitudes and it has been a struggle with you and I sometimes to communicate because you're mouthy and I'm mouthy and it's, you know, I think you you know, sometimes used to forget who the boss was and who the mama was, you know. But we're similar in that we both are headstrong and we both are emotional beings in that we are um, I would say that we're both um we think we know everything. Uh, don't 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 look like that because you do think you know I, everything. No, yeah. I just know. And what I think I know, that they, you're not gonna argue with me about it. Well, listen, I think that that's the millennial in you. You know, millennials think that they know more than the parents do, but the what the Bible says is true. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that you think you know now is stuff that we been through or stuff that we've talked about when we were your age so you don't know more than I do when you're when you have children your children are going to be having the same conversations that you're having right now you're going to be telling your kids the same thing that I tell you and your kids are going to be saying no you don't know what you're talking about mom just like you tell me and they're going to be telling you the same thing no I know what I know but yeah, exactly. Mama, you forget you a millennial too. You just an older millennial. So I'm calm not. Down I'm you. not a millennial. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think not. you are? I'm not a millennial. Like. What do you think you are? I'm not even in that age group. I think I'm like Generation X or whatever they call them. I don't know, but I'm not a millennial. Hundred percent not. No. Mm -mm. No. You know what? I think that. I am almost exactly like you. Of course. And you are a millennial as well, whether you want to see it or not. Look up the, the dates, mommy. Like, mm -hmm. you were just an older millennial. It's okay to be a millennial. We're great people. Of course. We do great things for people, you know. So then as my mom stepping into my shoes, what's one thing or one situation where you would have wanted better for me? Oh, man. Um, I, I mean, here's the thing. I think that that's kind of a loaded question because I can pick several things, but I believe that the things we go through kind of shape us into the person that we become. 
right? So I can say, well, I would have not chosen this relationship for you or I would have chosen for this situation to not have happened to you. But I think that, again, that the situations that happen in our lives are either God arranged or God allowed, right? And I think that they make us the people that we're meant to be. So with that, the only thing that I'll say that I wish wouldn't have happened for you is your incarceration, your brief incarceration. Because Mommy, I was in jail for like, not even jail. I was <laughs> held for like 12 hours. That's okay. a car- incarceration. So, okay. I mean, if I had to pick one thing, I would pick that for you because I've never been incarcerated. Like I've never been behind the jail cell. So for me, I would have liked to keep that going for my kids, like to not ever be behind the bar. Cause you know, like you like you're, you're, um, what, what, what is that? Like you're, you, you're up the streets in a way that I'm not like, because I've not been in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like you have, you got hood cred that I don't have because you've been <laughs> in jail. <laughs> like, and I'm, from the hood, like real life from the hood. Mama, we from the same place. No, Literally no, no, the same no, house, ma'am. same street. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, you were born when I lived in the hood, but you're not like a hood child. Like you really were not raised that No, way. because I was raised in multiple different places and areas, but I still, the early right. part of my development was in the hood. What is you talking about? But what did you do in the hood? You didn't hang out with hood kids. You didn't roll around. Because you didn't let me go nowhere. Exactly. What helicopter? Huh? But you weren't from the hood. I went across the street to hang out with my little friend. That's it. And that was it. Because Mm -hmm. you didn't let me go nowhere. Because you was from the same place. And you knew what I would have been had I been out. Okay, well, I'm from the hood all over Hallville all over oh i know oh i know Mm -hmm. i know okay so then i will say as a mother during the holidays many Mm -hmm. have to work extra extra hard to get their kids um and the kids around them special give them special times and give them special memories and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and you are one of the maternal figures that have done that for me like the main maternal figure that has done that for me and supported me and i really really appreciate that to be honest with you um and i appreciate how you instilled a little bit of gratefulness in me because i kind of see some friends around me who aren't even grateful for grandiose things that their parents have done um so i really appreciate you for that but how did you see your maternal figures do that for you? Well, my mama had four kids in the house. So she struggled. And when we were coming up, we didn't get stuff like y'all got, like you and Kevin. You know, y'all got cars and, you know, video games and Jordans and, you know, whatever was on the list cellos and you know 
whatever y'all asked for, for the most part, y'all got it. When we were coming up, my mom went to the Goodwill, literally, and got us clothes. And, you know, if, if, if it was some, you know, extra money, maybe she went to, you know, Value City or something and got us like a new outfit or she went to a regular box store and got us like a toy. But even our toys came from the Goodwill. She just happened to find the toys that worked. We dressed alike because if at the Goodwill she found like two or three shirts that were the same. Me and Mel and Donna all wore the same shirts. We all wore the same dresses. We all wore the same outfits. So she had to do what she had to do to dress four kids. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, we were like, oh my God, here we go with this Goodwill stuff again. But we were some fly kids in them Goodwill clothes. I'm not kidding. Like, I got I pictures. I know, and you ain't saved no clothes for me. Thank you very much. Well, listen, let me tell you something. Back then, you couldn't tell us nothing because our clothes was fly as heck. Even though we wanted, like, regular clothes from the store, our clothes was fly because we used to be cute. But she had to make it shake whatever she had you know what I'm saying we had big old Christmases because she went to the Goodwill and bought us two dollar shirts and you know our little pants or whatever so I mean my mama had to do what she had to do you know she had three biological kids and took in a whole another one you know what I'm saying that didn't belong to her and she you know Mel became our family she became our sister and my mama provided for her just like she provided for her own kids and so whatever we had Mel had you know my mama didn't leave her out my mama took care of somebody else's whole child like so it was just like we had what we had and we was happy that we had it but when we grew up we was not buying our children nothing from no goodwill like it was not happening my sister has like the worst like sock and shoe hoarding problem ever because oh, yes, we didn't get shoes and socks like that when we were growing up. Mel has the worst shoe hoarding problem, clothes hoarding problem ever because we didn't get a lot of shoes and stuff when we were growing up. Like I have an issue like I, 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 like, have a shopping problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, you know, we didn't know we were going to have issues with, like, clothes addictions and stuff because we didn't have. But, I mean, it just is what it is. We have, you know, jobs that afford us to be able to do stuff now. But even your grandma, she's a... She buys so much stuff, it's ridiculous. She's a crazy hoarder. I mean, but I mean, it just is what it is at this point. You know, we're just in, we're better off now than what we were. So, you know, my mama took care of us and she took care of somebody else's kids. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's a special thing when you can take care of yours and take care of somebody else's in the same way. Yeah, I agree. And with y'all, 
giving me and tink everything that y'all gave us now you you call me a minimalist but i just don't believe in just buying stuff for no reason you know because i have never had to go through the stuff that y'all went through you know i think that and in, in all of that that the underlying thing is that it's love you know what i'm saying and patience and peace and understanding and grace you have to give people grace you have to give people grace you have to give people grace Mm -hmm. you gotta give people grace all right well i would say that my last question for you is who are you and who do you want to be who am i wow um I am, wow, well, I guess I can say I am, I am free worshiper, I am a wife, I am a mom, I am a daughter, I am a sister, I am a friend, Um, who I want to be is a (laughs) designer. I want to be a designer. I have a knack for designing. I redesigned your auntie's whole house. So, I am finding that you know, I guess I've always liked, you know, putting things together, you know, I have a knack for that kind of thing. So I keep hearing people in my ear saying, well, you should do this. You should figure out a way to market yourself and do it or whatever. And so I'm figuring it out. Keisha, um, my friend Keisha, you know, Kai and Kayla's mom. They're building a house, and they want me to design their house. So oh, really? we're gonna see how that goes. Hey, yes. hey! So we're gonna see how it goes. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I like that. Designer. I like that a lot. Yes. So I lied though. Mm-hmm. I just came up with one more question because I feel like sure you. Everybody I bring in the crib, you just become their mom. Like all my friends, <laughs> any, just anybody I bring in the crib. And then you got a stepson, and then I also got a stepsister at the same time. So how do you hmm. feel like you impacted those people's lives as a maternal figure, and how do you feel like you want to put an impact on those people's lives? Well, I think I'm kind of easy to talk to, you know, I'm easy to be around. Um, I'm, I'm like this, as long as you respect my space, as long as you are respectful when you come into my house, we good, you know, we golden. Um, as long as you haven't done anything to my kid, we cool. Um, you love them, I love them. You know, 
and I kind of feel like I can stand in the gap for what someone needs, you know? I think that's why it was so easy for me to stand in the gap for Nadine, you know? I just kind of felt a certain type of way because I couldn't imagine you not having your mom. You know, I, I can't even wrap my mind around me not being here for you right now. So I'm just like, you know, maybe there's, you know, something that's going on in their homes and they're not comfortable and they can come into our home and be comfortable and feel safe and that's fine with me, you know? So with that, you know, if they need to talk to me about something or if they're struggling with something or I'd much rather them feel comfortable talking to me about it. If they don't feel comfortable talking to their parent about it, maybe I can, you know, pray over them or give them, you know, some kind of advice or something to steer them in a different direction than what they're going in right now. There's been times where you didn't talk to me, where you talked to Monica or you talked to Bree, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not mad about it because you had somebody else to talk to. As long as you were talking to somebody, I'm okay. And I feel the same way. As long as I can be a sounding board for somebody, if it helps, then I'm okay with it. Yes, ma'am. And I know that all of my friends appreciate and love you for that. Um, and I also appreciate and love you for that. But to end this episode, Mama, I want to thank you so much for joining me today um, on this episode. And I don't really think I could do it with anybody else. Like, yeah, I got grandma and everybody, but like, you're my mom. So I really appreciate you. Um, good humans, thank y'all so much for tuning in with me another day to get this necessary work done. Remember, first and foremost, that our maternal figures are human too, so we need to give them grace, as my mom told y'all to give everybody else grace. We have to learn to appreciate our maternal figures, even when they have not always done what was best for us. Why? Because they didn't do everything if the if they didn't do everything that they did we wouldn't be the people that we are today literally every action that they do molds us into the people that we are we will get through this remember that good human shit is relative to you the best way to start is to mind your business y'all know i do not like to be all up in everybody else's business and when people are in mind honestly Ooh, that's fighting words right there. <laughs> so let's not strive for perfection because we are human and that is impossible. Let's strive instead for practice because practice doesn't actually make perfect. It makes progress. I want to give a quick shout out to all of the indigenous peoples as Thanksgiving is going to be coming up. And I implore y'all to educate yourselves on the true history of the original peoples of the land that we have desecrated. All right, y'all know what I'm about to do. And my mama does not participate, but she's fine with it. She does give me a little shit sometimes, but she's all right. She's all right. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.